It's January 17th, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes of waiting for that last note to fade out with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I am Mr. Skullhead, as usual, as frequently, and Jake is on the line with me. I'm on the hey, line what the hell? Jake is... What? Oh, weird. Oh, wow, sorry. Wow, goddamn. I had a thing, a download from a previous show that had stopped. I was like suddenly hearing uh, last Thursday's show playing in my ear. I couldn't tell if it was coming from you or coming from my computer. We should just have Sorry. have you on a live audio feed of last Thursday's show, and you just say whatever you're saying on the show. And yeah, it'll be like primer. Yeah, I can do that, and I can I can pretend to not be a copy of myself that I've replaced myself with. One of these days, I'm gonna watch that movie. It's pretty good. What have you been up to, Mr. Skullhead? Speaking of watching movies, <laughs> been watching any movies? <clears throat> Did we watch? Movies? You know, I watched Heart 8 for the first time. I've never seen that. It's the first movie that the guy who did Boogie Nights and Magnolia directed. Oh, yeah? And, uh, you know, when I watched Christopher Nolan's first movie, Following, that was kind of amazing. Like, dude, this guy has always been <clears throat> this amazing talent at, you know, very good at writing these edge-of-your-seat things where he's messing with the chronology and kind of playing with your brain and Watching Heart 8 was like, oh, Paul Thomas Anderson used to not be very good at what he does. <laughs> and got considerably better for his next movie. Have you ever seen any of George Lucas's early stuff? I've seen THX 1138. Was that any good? I, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But I, I think... Is it about those lesbian robots from that Bjork movie? I mean, video? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, is it about those lesbian robots from Dancer in the Dark? <laughs> If only. If only Dancer in the Dark had had... Robots instead of just depressing blindness followed by death. Yeah. I mean, it turns out that that dude, the guy who wrote and directed that, just pretty much hates humanity in general, which means I'm not going to be his target audience because I... Yeah, it's kind of the Todd Salons effect. Like, I don't like what you're saying and I don't really care how you say it. (laughs) That was the guy that did. That was uh, guy did breaking the waves, right? Yeah, and breaking yeah, the wind, I believe. Breaking the wind and winding the clocks. Uh, turning the screws. Speaking of screwing, cake. screwing the Pope. Porking the alibi. I don't know. Do you think that the Pope ever eats a nice, delicious bowl of Pope corn? I would hope so. Do you suppose that he keeps his room smelling fresh with potpourri? Mm. Do you think he uh, buys all of his products from Ron Pale? Because he then unwinds by drinking a nice bottle of uh, hoppy and aromatic Pope Ale. Of a Ron Pope Ale? Yes, probably. I just want to know if he, uh, when he gets a little horny, if he calls on a couple of Pope Tarts. (laughs) Oh! I don't know that uh, I don't know that the Pope has tarts at his beck and call for when he gets horny. Well, that's I think not the Pope. The Pope would probably tell you that he never gets horny. Right. Well, or that he does, but then he whips himself with a chain until he gets better. He has an orgasm. Right. That's how that self-flagellation usually works, right? Like yeah. you hit yourself in the penis with your hand until you have an orgasm. Yeah, with your like cupped hand, you know. You want to make sure to hit the whole thing, starting at the top and going down. 
and then back up. Yeah. You gotta be thorough. Yeah. Um, so, okay. yeah, cool. Maybe I could join a monastery. I used to think that I wouldn't be able to. You could. It would be the uh, the vow of uh, sobriety that you would have trouble the with. Vowel of own. Vowel. Yeah, they take a vowel of silence. I'm pretty sure it's a silent E. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> uh, so, you watched Heart 8. Um, Heart 8. I can't recommend it. It uh, okay. Having seen, I think. Well, the, I think the thing is, we watched Boogie Nights, and then the next night watched Heart Eight, and Boogie Nights is just so much better at doing everything that Heart Eight does. That mm-hmm. I liked Boogie Nights. I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I did not necessarily care for Magnolia. Huh. I'm gonna go ahead and say that you are probably doing it wrong. Mm, okay. I, the thing is, I, I watched Boogie Nights, and I remember a bunch of stuff about it, and I remember liking it. I watched Magnolia, and I remember almost nothing about it. Maybe I thought Seymour Hoffman was some sort of hospice nurse or something. Yeah. And Looking after Tom um, Cruise's dying dad. And... Tom Cruise. Okay, I didn't remember that it was his dad. I remember it raining frogs at some point that might have been relevant to something. Yeah. And I remember the remembering enough about the movie that I got the joke when Xander said, Tame the donut, respect the crawler. Right. Um Yeah. Sure. That's that's it. That's what that movie was for. I still haven't seen There Will Be Blood. Is that the same guy? Yeah. I went to a holiday party where uh, this guy that we're friends with dressed as a man from There Will Be Blood. Nice. Uh, he, he even had a mustache, but that was just his regular mustache because he's a policeman and oh, therefore required by law and by other law men to have a mustache. I think it is de rigueur. That's the other thing that I'm doing that's, uh, well, I'm just not doing, is I'm growing a beard. Yeah? By shit. Like a whole beard? Are you going to go for an okay go kind of beard that also has a ring of the hair that you can grow on, like, the back of your head? No, I'm going just for your basic grizzly man beard. I don't Mm. think that it's going to happen. You're going to look like moth. Yeah. I don't don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that I have it in me to grow, like, a a beard-looking beard. You know, something that doesn't look mangy anywhere, but right where my goatee is. Well, plus you have so many you have so many social engagements that you have to look really good for. And there's a dress code at work. I got I got my kids' birthday party coming up. Are there people coming over for your kids' birthday party? Yeah, we like I like the way that we did it last year where everybody brought their kids over and then yeah, and a bunch of our friends without kids came over. And you know, we hung out, opened presents with the kids and then the Ollie went to bed the parents who had kids pretty much put their kids down and went home, and then we had an adult party in the evening. Like where you all had sex with each other? No, we, we just had sex with our partners, but we all watched each other. Oh, okay. Because it's like an adult like an adult bookstore is where you go to have sex with books, right? I thought an adult bookstore was where the, all they had was really, like... Like James Mitchner novels? Yeah. Complex and, and dealing with stuff like paying bills and shit. Yeah. Uh, like the the book of Kells. Yeah. Kells are bills that you have to pay. I've I don't know anything about the book of Kells. I got the, 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 the Either the book 
which is either a real thing or a mythological thing, I don't know, or the movie, or The Secret of Kells. Yeah, no, the book is a real thing. And the, uh, the movie... I did watch this hybrid uh, uh, Spanish educational uh, film called The Secret of Kells E. Grammar. Oh, that was fun. I think the secret of Kelsey Grammer is that he married a whore. Right. Didn't he step out on her, though? I do not know. I'm not up on my gossip. I just, she's some whore. That's what I know. Well, because she's an attractive woman. Right. And she's not my mother. So, yeah, there's only those two categories. Attractive women, women who are your mother, and... You, your mother's a very attractive woman. No, attractive... Uh, of attractive women, there are two categories. My mother and whore. Oh, Okay. So, with my relationship with your mother, we're just kind of doing an outreach program, kind of bringing. You know that, that, do you remember that show from the from the nineteen fifties, My Mother the Horse? Yeah, no. Is it about that guy whose mother was a horse? I think it's My Mother the Horseless Carriage. Who thought that he one? was? A, he was a centaur, but he had the bottom half of a of a person and the top half of a horse. Oh, okay. He was really top heavy. A lot of a lot of it was him just sort of you know kind of flailing around and trying to walk on his useless human back legs. Uh, internal monologue that you could hear uh, just sort of begging everyone that he meant to kill him. Because you know all of the female horses are just kind of laughing at what he's packing between the legs. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, he's just a life of constant humiliation. Uh, so yeah, that was the television show from the 1950s, My Mother the Horse. Bob Denver played a Hippie. Surprisingly, surprisingly dark for the fifties. John Denver. John Denver also played was Bob Denver's stunt double. Stunt double. The stunts that he had to do. What kind of stunts do hippies do? They hike. I guess I can imagine some hippies like mountaineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at maps. Do hippies base jump? I don't know. Is that a do thing? they skydive? Hmm. Do they run from the authorities who want to bust them for their weed? That is probably something that happens. Do they like, do they hunt narcs, the most dangerous game? Extreme hugging, for sure. Hmm. I knew some hippies that played Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I wonder if they ever jumped out of anything and played Magic the Gathering on the way down. I hope so. Now, hippies play Ultimate. Do you play oh, Ultimate, yeah, yeah. Dude? So that is pretty extreme. So yeah, that was the stunts that John Denver performed for Bob Denver, was Ultimate Frisbee stunts. Yeah. No, 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 just Ultimate, please. Oh, I'm sorry, right, it's just Ultimate. Is that because Frisbee's a trademark, or because hippies are assholes? I think it is, like the, the coalition that governed Ultimate Frisbee changed the name to just Ultimate, so that they wouldn't get in trouble, and not because ultimate. the name it's was not retarded perfect. enough. How does Ultimate, I mean, it's just, like, Frisbee football? You're not allowed to run while you're holding the thing. Huh. All you can do is kind of pivot on one foot and look for somewhere else to throw it. So it's like ballet, only with frisbees. It's like uh, foosball, only with people. And no ball. And a frisbee instead of a ball. It's like, what do you think would happen if you had a ping pong ball that was like scaled to a human as a ping pong ball is to a foosball man? I like a waist-high ping-pong ball. I don't think you could hurt anybody too bad with that. Do you think? But I mean, do you think it would work? Do you think you could make a ball with the sort of like 
ballistic and ricochet properties of a ping pong ball that you could actually kick that was that size that wouldn't just break. Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe we just... should try some science. We should get some scientists to do some science on Anybody that. Anybody want to drop some science on that? Yeah. Uh, I played some pinball last night. I've been playing a lot of pinball in this uh, in this San Francisco. Seems to be uh, either I'm just spending more time in bars, which is definitely true, or there's just more pinball in bars out here than there is at the one bar that I go to back home, which has zero pinball machines. Right. You know what I see fewer of is uh, golden tea. That makes me happy. Yeah. That's not a bad game. I like a golf video game every once in a while. Yeah. Golden tea, though, I, I don't think it needs to be in every single bar. I don't have much use for golf games unless they involve Mario or monkeys. Is there a monkey golf? Oh, is it like super monkey balls? There's a monkey ball. There's a golf mini game in monkey ball. When you, uh, I would imagine that when one of those monkeys hit the golf ball, it would not go very far. Are you are you just trying to get it to spin in a lot of circles? You're trying to get it to bounce around and knock the monkey unconscious? Well, the weird thing is they're inside the ball, right? Yeah. So they make this teeing off motion inside the ball, and then the ball acts as if somebody has hit it from the outside. Well, here, you know about what it is. They've got a golf ball inside the, the ball, uh, but what it is, it's very sticky, um, and the golf club that they use is frictionless, and the ball is also very massive. And so they hit the ball inside the larger ball. <laughs> it hits and sticks to the edge of the larger ball and transfers its considerable momentum to the larger ball, causing it to go flying. Oh, so they're kind of playing, like, extra physics croquet extravaganza? Yeah. That's exactly what it's called. Well, that makes Did sense. Did you notice that subtitle on the golf game? I didn't, but I'll go back and look. Okay. Um, we did a we did the mystery hunt sort of uh, hot stuff, and Sora did the mystery hunt. I yeah, I was gonna I say glanced at a puzzle and mostly just worked. It seemed like your involvement had less ass in it than it usually does. Yeah, I mean, I you know, there were, it kind of was the same as what always happens. Like in the first round, there were a handful of puzzles that were easy enough that I felt like I could contribute to them, and then a second round opened up, and I got really excited. It was like, ooh, like twelve new puzzles that I could potentially have some, uh, you know, have something to contribute to. And then all of them are just like, nope, huh. nope, never going to figure this out. Uh, there was a, there was some uh, classic, the whole hunt was video game themed, which you'd think would be really cool. But then it was just like, no, it makes me angry that it's not actually about video games so much as it's like video games as a rapper for just shit that you have to be way smarter than me to figure out. Right. So, I don't know. I like easier puzzles than that. You know, if there was a mystery hunt for, say, Arizona State instead of MIT. That's more my speed. Mesa Community College mystery hunt. A Mesa Community College mystery hunt. That would be perfect. Yeah, it's mostly just like a word find and (laughs) um, uh, pseudocoos with very few blanks. Well, don't forget the uh, scavenger hunt. Right. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. Uh, how how long until your kid is old enough that you can start uh, putting together elaborate scavenger hunts for his birthday parties? I'm going to say three or four more years. Three or four more years. Are you going to do that? That's the thing that excites me the most about having kids. And it kind of makes me just want to do that for other people's kids. 
rather than talking the ones where you like go and the diapers and stuff just so that I can do that. Right. Uh, Are we talking like the ones where you go door to door? No, no. That's dangerous. Have you ever heard about stranger danger and how nine out of ten kids are raped to death by neighbors? Yeah, but that's only if you live next to the dick wolves. Right, right. No, they rape you to sleep. Yes, the eternal sleep. Uh, uh, well, it's getting dark in this room, and the uh, lamp doesn't work anymore. That's cool. I bet somebody unplugged it to plug in one of several laptops. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's kind of what I did. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, uh, one of uh, Hot Stuff's friends had extra tickets to one night of the San Francisco Sketch Comedy Fest. Huh. So we're gonna go see those Casper Hauser fellas and a few other sketch comedy groups. Casper Hauser guys are pretty funny. Sounds kind of sketchy to me. I recommend oh, oh I recommend their uh, to, to to our listeners. I recommend their parodies of This American Life. If you like or are even somewhat familiar with This American Life, listening to their uh, funny versions of it are pretty hilarious. Just kind of a uh, spot on with the tone and then. And an eerie facsimile of Ira Glass's voice. They might have actually gotten Ira Glass to do it. I don't know. Seems Probably like not. he's seems like he's down. He was on uh, the Colbert Report making fun of himself. Oh yeah. Yep. I wonder if Ira Glass is a cool guy or a total douche. You would think like if he's aware of, like, what his detractors would say to him and has kind of embraced that, then I'm sure he would be fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And I, I like think what, so. I don't, what do his detractors say? I don't think he's, like, Mr. I'm doing important work guy. You know, like, this is my art. I, I'm the voice of the common man, and I provide the, the format for the common man to speak. I doubt that... I, I think that people who don't like that show would say that that's what they're thinking, but... I don't, I don't I remember think he does. some letter uh, or some story that some woman told about the worst breakup of her life and just talking about this asshole that broke up with her and then it turns out that uh, turns out that that asshole was none other than Ira Glass oh yeah I remember that they say that at the end that's always the, that's always how you phrase a surprising reveal it was none other than I think it's just a way to extend the sentence it was Ira Glass yeah for more, uh, for more, uh, uh, what do you call that? Suspense. Dramatic effect. Yeah. No effects. Mm-hmm. No effects. <sighs> so, yeah, what else is going on? Well, I, th- I think we're getting pretty close on the Hades stuff, and that makes me happy. Yeah, that's this has been in the in the in the bubbler for a long time. You know, the bubbler out of which we smoke dank nugs. Exactly. There's a there's a handful of uh, additional things for CD Moyer to do, and then I think it's going to be basically ready to go, um, and that'll be cool. We've been promising that uh, placeholder replacement for a really long time. It's gonna happen, kids. Yep. It's gonna. I uh, irrationally exuberanced a little bit in the in the Facebook. I was like, what can I say today about? Kingdom of Loathing in our Facebook page at facebook.com slash kingdom of loathing like well I could tease that something's going down in Hades pretty soon and that was a couple of days ago 
So now I'm just kind of backpedaling ever so slightly. I see. This was a Saturday at 6.35 a.m. What the hell were you doing up at 6.35 a.m.? You see now why it was so hard for me to come up with something clever to say. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was probably 7.35 a.m. where I was. Mm. That's still too early to be awake. That's a, that's a time when people should be awake, right? Mm, buddy. Um, I got a bunch of work done on the new video game today. We were all over at Sorob's office. Um, I'm getting nervous about my uh, promise for that to go into a kind of a limited beta uh, by the end of this month. Yeah, it can definitely be in some sort of shape where we're uh, showing it to some people, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Working with other people is hard. Managing people is hard. I'm terrible at boss. And the, the, uh, the quote from you that you don't like to in any way inconvenience the people who work for you by, like, asking them to work is, yeah. uh, is I think, telling. Like, that makes you an awesome guy. And it's great for your employees. Mm-hmm. Ah, not so much great for uh, sustainability of, uh, of a company, I guess. Yeah, you know, unless, unless what I do is I multiply my own work output by however many employees I have. Right. You know, we're a five-man company. We ought to be doing five times as much work as I was when it was just me. Okay. I'm on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, we were discussing, and this is a problem, I think, with people. Uh, if, if you are communicating with someone in writing and you give them enough information to unambiguously perform a task that you want them to perform you have done so by making it so long that they won't read it. Hmm. So everything is either ambiguous or too long for anyone to actually read. And even, I, I feel like of, of all of the people that I know and all of the people that I work with and communicate with in writing, you are probably the best about actually reading every word of everything that I write directed at you. <laughs> but even being aware of it and frustrated by it, I still don't do it. Like, people will write me lists of things, and I will just like, oh, I'm going to read the short sentences and skip the long ones. <laughs> and I do it without even thinking about it. And I'll do, you know, like when you made that bottle of Seven Loco for the, for the KLL Con 7 uh, souvenir item. And I was just like, okay, uh, Seven Loco. And I read it, I read the joke, and then I drew a can of it because I just didn't read it carefully enough to <laughs> determine what it was actually supposed to be. And so then it became a can. Why was that a bottle? Does Four Loco ever come in bottles? I don't think so. I think it just, I don't know. I thought booze equals bottle. Oh, and there was something about it glowing on the inside as a reference to all of the glow sticks and whatnot that were around at the concert. And it wouldn't glow. You wouldn't be able to see it glowing if it were a can, so it became a bottle. I see. There were glow sticks at the concert? Yeah, don't you see, like, uh, like Princess Caroline was kind of wrapped in glowing shit, and a whole bunch of people had them out. Because, you know, Freeze Pop turned us into a rave for a little bit, I feel. That was weird, because it... Freeze Pop turned the air inside that venue into a thing that was vibrating with 
unparsable noise. <laughs> I was gonna say they turned the air into that venue into something made entirely out of fog. Uh, out of fog? Did they? Oh, did they have a fog machine? I feel like they did, because I'm like mildly allergic to it. No. Uh, I, I uttered the phrase earlier that I heard a foghorn in the night, mm. and uh, it was remarked that that sounded like a Robert Frost poem about farting. <laughs> I don't know if Robert Frost ever wrote any poems about farting. I also don't know why I phrased it that I mean, it was the truth. It was the middle of the night, and there was like a big blaring foghorn. Right. And what is that all about? Well, what is a fog? What is a foghorn for? Yeah. I mean, I know what it is. It's a big, loud noise that you can make uh, aquatically. It's to make it's fog. To let, it's like the sound equivalent of a lighthouse, isn't it? Is it on shore? Yeah. So you blare a big noise that, like. As far as I could tell, the foghorn was right outside my apartment. And that's clearly not the case, because I'm miles from the ocean. Do people on boats just instinctively know how far away a foghorn is? Or do they, they see the foghorn and then they think, oh, that reminds me, I should check the radar to make sure we're not going to hit it. Right. Huh, I was actually it's, right about that. Yeah? Yeah. It's a, is it on the shore or is it on the boat? It's on the shore. Okay. So it's like a lighthouse for when you can't see a lighthouse. Yeah. Okay. And fairly useless at this point. I'm, I feel like if you're on a ship and you're relying on a sound from the shore to let you know where the shore is, then you're on a ship a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's... Maybe you're... Uh, maybe it's a time ship. Hmm. Well, uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, we've been working on that, uh, on the Hades uh, thing. We've been working on, I've been, I did some uh, Cobb's Knob HD remix artwork. That stuff is cool. Talking about how to, I was, I, I'm glad that it didn't get super elaborate. Like, I don't think it is as much of an increase in quality as the battle was, such that it's going to look like out of place with everything else, you know? It's just more like something I would do now if this is when I was doing it. Right. Um, I just figured that the bat hole, once you get down to it, is laid out horizontally. So it made sense to draw it the way that you did. Yeah. And that the the knob is laid out definitely vertically. Yep. Uh, If you look at the uh, original knob art, it's laid out sort of in a hybrid uh, vertical, horizontal uh, perspective. Yeah, there's that, like, two-dimensional cross-section with three-dimensional floors in it, and game yeah, art kind of... and shrunk-down monster-size art. Uh, pale gray. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Makes my eyes hurt just looking at it. I think, what is the matter with me? Do I not care about art? And then I think, well, I didn't really care about art when I first started making this. And that's, you know, largely what people describe as its charm. So let's eliminate that. Yeah, we gotta get rid of that shit. Yeah, uh, I don't think that that is largely its charm. I think the I think that the the cute factor of the art is still present. One can one confusing thing in the current knob art is how you get down the knob shaft. 
Yeah. No, that's why there's ladders in the new one, man. Yeah, like, how do you... And the menagerie. Like, how do you get in there? Yeah, you repel. That's why you need a, a rope. Right. And uh, what else do people repelling use? A, 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 spy, a spine? A spotter? A, a spanner? Yes, yeah, a, a spotter, a spanner, and two ropes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, betcha. You have to have all of those things. A hydro span is a hydro spanner. What Han Solo asked Chewbacca for? I think so. No, wait. I'm thinking of a hand job. Oh. A hand, a hand job. Uh, I uh, there, there's a there's a sign on the trash can at the coffee shop that was uh, written by Job of the Hut uh, that reads Solo Basura. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm saying that. And it's funny, because Jabba the Hutt is Mexican. I think, you know, he lives he lives in an adobe a palace in in Mexico, in the desert, you know. The Mexican desert, sure. Tunisia, the Tunisian desert, but, which, but, you know, Tunisia is what they use because it's too expensive to film in Mexico. Right. It's pronounced Tunisia. Oh, yeah. It is actually in Mexico. Few people know that. I think it was pretty. I th I think that he was originally supposed to be Jabba the Mexican. Mm. Jabba El Hut. Jabba El Mexicano. There he uh, remember remember the uh, cut scene with the original Jabba. Uh, there was just a man. Yeah. Mm. You know, I saw that scene and then read this whole description that somebody had retconned into one of the novels about how Jabba would, like, nobody knew what he looked like, so he would just send big dudes out to pretend to be him. Mm hmm And I thought, you know what, that, that's a cool way to deal with that scene. Like, they could just totally have that scene again. And it, you know, makes perfect sense that way. And then I saw what he did to it for the special edition, and like, yeah. Better to not have that scene in there than to put yep. in that weird... CG thing that doesn't look at all like Jabba. So, like, in in the space of, like, two years, I guess, Jabba goes through the, like, whatever the hut equivalent of menopause is and just turns into this thing. Yeah, because menopause is where you start uh, chaining uh, slave girls to your yeah. massive chair, right? Well, you get big and fat and rubbery instead of just kind of slimy looking. Your dais. You get on the dais. Maybe... Maybe, maybe, the the extra, like, sort of, you know, energy that Jabba had to burn trying to chase down Han Solo, like, it just made him so much better at his job that he started making a lot of money. You know, he got a lot of practice tracking down people. Han kept eluding him, but he tracked down a lot more people, and it made it so he could afford more, like, uh, giant cr crab juice. Oh, yeah. Or whatever, you know? I never really understood what was going on with that thing. Was he sm he he had like a hookah, right, of some sort? Yeah, but then he pulled something out of it and ate it. He, was it the same device? I don't know. I, haven't I, seen I, I thought there was a thing where he like juiced a crab of some sort. He crushes a thing and then drinks the goo that comes out of it. That was because he didn't want any Mountain Dew. Right, yeah. And he was smoking. Why was he smoking? Why didn't they take that out in the special edition? They don't want to encourage children to smoke because while they're eating crushed crab gristle. Yeah, gee. 
Like when you juice a fruit, you get juice. When you juice an animal, you get gristle, right? That's how that works? I think so. And when you when you juice a, a plant... No. When you juice an insect, what do you get? I don't know. When you juice your pecs, you get buff. True. There is, there is nothing wrong with juicing your pecs, Mr. Skullhead. No, bro. I, I hear you, bro. Bro, my... So have you, have you been continuing to watch... Is, is it still football season? I feel like there was football on a television at a bar. Uh, our team is out of the running now, so I don't give a shit. I ended up watching just, like, one game this year. The Minneapolis Freeze Boners? Exactly. Because we stopped having TV, so... Like, watching a football game required going somewhere. The Minneapolis Ice Snakes? What What is your... What's your team called? The Vikings. Oh. It's, uh... They're, they're the Minnesota Vikings, and this season, football was not where they were Vikings, sadly. Okay. No, they played terribly. They're already done. Some, some other teams I don't give a shit about are trying to see who goes to the Super Bowl. And when the Super Bowl comes, I'll sit down and watch it and pretend to care about one of the teams. Okay. So it's fun. Do you, will you flip a coin to decide which one to pretend to care about? It's usually the one whose mascot I like better. Oh, so the one where the mascot is like a naked dude's ass would uh, be your favorite one. Pair of tits. You know, the, oh. when like the, the Pittsburgh pair of tits were up against the, uh, the, the Detroit sack of crap, that was a no-brainer. What's the Viking mascot look like? Oh, uh, Viking? What is it, a cartoon Viking? Is it just, is it a man with the long hair and a big beard? No, it's a dude with a giant foam head. Okay. Uh, does he have, does he have horns on his helmet? Even though Vikings totally didn't have horns on his helmet? Yeah, because those Vikings did. Mm-hmm. Do you think that any Viking, do you think that the Vikings literally never wore helmets with horns on them even when they were dressing up for Halloween as Vikings. I don't know, like, I don't dress up for Halloween as a nerd, you know? Um, let's see. I guess you could argue the past two Halloweens I've done nothing but dress up as a nerd. Right. I dressed as a wizard, which is sort of like dressing up as a nerd dressed like a wizard. Right. Man, I can't wait until next Halloween because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Renaissance Festival and I'm going to buy a new staff and I'm going to top that staff with my ram skull and I might also try to get some, uh, I don't know, some like some sort of spears or bells or something to hang on little leather straps from the horns of the ram skull right? Uh, so that my staff will jingle, jangle, jingle. It's going to be really top-heavy and I'll probably accidentally drunkenly hit a bunch of people in the head with my ram skull. Sounds like a plan. I could batter the ram. I keep thinking that you're going as Tim the Enchanter when you do that, but he had the horns on his head. Yeah. Not on the staff. I think his stick was just a stick. Yeah. Right? Just a stick. I think the for Halloween next year, the or this year, the wife wants to... She's kind of working out, trying to get in shape, and she wants to be the chick from the new Tron. Hmm, okay. She wants to do the new Tron dance. So you're gonna be you're gonna have to go as Tron guy. Yep. Actually, I you know it's kind of a win-win for me. Like she gets to wear this hot costume, and all I have to wear is like 
kind of Japanese pajamas with a robe over them. Oh, you're being that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely be the the aged Kevin Flynn. Do you think that anyone will uh, will get that if you don't have the hair and beard? Well, I plan on having the hair and the beard. Are you gonna have fake hair and a fake beard? Well, I'm gonna have to have fake hair for sure. That the beard is just kind of a thing that I could grow. Mm-hmm. He just has the full goatee, and I could brush a little white into it. Or maybe oh, what's using spirit gum or, or semen? You know, like the, the time may very well brush some more white into my beard before yeah. October. It was alarming. It is alarming the rate at which that is happening to me. Yeah, you've got you got some serious gray hair going on. Yeah. So does uh, so does the pretentious artist. He's got two massive tufts of gray. On either side of his chin. He's got yeah, he's got that giant beard that makes him look fifteen years older than he is. Yeah. Um ah, something that you were about to say reminded me of something else and I don't remember what it was. How hard is it to get I always assumed that it would be basically impossible for me to get as a costume like long flowing white hair and a full white beard. Oh. Like it didn't look just retarded. Like it seems like the kind of thing where if you want at convincing white fake beard and long hair that that's probably something that's going to cost you like a couple hundred bucks and be really arduous to apply I did the thing where when we did the Royal Tenenbaums for Halloween I actually Mm -hmm. glued the beard to my face with uh, spirit gum and just did the like individual kind of clumps of crepe hair and that ended up looking pretty good crepe hair crepe hair What's crepe hair? It, well, it's like a wig without the stuff that holds the wig together. So just a bag of hair? Pretty much. Gross. That worked? Yeah. And it's a product that is sold just pretty much just for that. Are you sure? By sold, do you mean collected from the garbage can behind a barbershop? No, it's not human hair. It's just... It's an approximation of same. So somebody actually goes to the trouble. Somebody walks past ten barbershops on their way to the factory where they make fake human hair. Yeah, because it would be gross to put somebody else's hair on your body. That's a thing that I don't quite understand. Like, I'll sit and like run my fingers through my wife's hair while it's attached to her head, right? But if I encounter any of that hair in the shower... Suddenly it's just disgusting. Huh. Like, you, you immediately lose any desire to touch hair when it's no longer attached to somebody. What I think of uh, is not... Uh, you know, okay, so are you disgusted if you, like, there's a hair on her shoulder and you pick it off and toss it away? Do you find that disgusting? Because I've always assumed that the reason that hair in the shower is gross is because it is gross because it's hair that has been covered with water and soap scum and mildew. Huh. No, I don't. I don't think of it that way. Like, huh. if there's a hair stuck in the soap, that's just kind of yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to touch that. It's hair. Yes, that is. Like, gross. I know if there are pubes in there, they're mine. Okay. And that's fine. But it, yeah. You know, well, know. they could be Ollie's. That's true. He did hit puberty yesterday. His voice changed. <clears throat> I think I lost you for a second. You still there? Yeah, I'm still there. You're making all kinds of, all kinds of noise. 
Am I? I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Monster Anna suggests not to watch Primer just before bed, Primer just before bed. It makes for a really screwed up night and dreams. Fact. I can imagine getting into one of those modes where you're trying to figure something out and you keep waking up in the middle of the night with some weird problem running through your head. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah. Like, you know, making a bunch of Tetris lines or, or you know, I don't know, Picross. I, I, I had a night where I was constantly trying to solve Picross that was unsolvable and imaginary. Mine is usually, like, I'm having a dream where I'm trapped in a room with somebody or, like, in a fight I'm about to lose, and I wake up, and as I'm falling asleep, I'm thinking of how I'm going to get out of the situation and then mm -hmm. dream it. So, hey, we, one thing that we were going to talk about is uh, the future. Uh, is it next week that the new schedule thing starts? Yeah. Okay, so you're suggesting either doing the show an hour, broadcasting the show an hour later, or pre-recording it. And what I feel like is that my my contention is that doing it an hour later is easier, but pre-recording it would be better. And you seem to want to disagree with that. Yeah, like I feel like the sound quality will definitely be better if we pre-record it, but I don't know if we're gonna lose some intangible thing that makes the show what it is if because it's, it's a real thing and we've only got one shot do you think it's a do you think it gives us a desire to not miss our chance to blow one another uh, I'm I'm never gonna miss that chance yeah I'm I'm Rick Astley get on giving people up about that chance mm -hmm. you're like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra exactly about that chance so yeah I don't know because it's been that way for so long and occasionally there are those moments of magic that happen because we can talk about something and then later in the show somebody writes an answer to it. Or even just knowing that it's going out live and that people are listening to it, maybe maybe that keeps us a little more on our toes. See, I, um, I have to completely ignore that or I freeze up. Oh. Okay. And become horrified. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it now and I just can't speak. Yeah, did that happen to you just now? Because you know just what I'm thinking. And you don't need my reasons. Um, I saw, this is uh, in, uh, like apropos of nothing really, I guess, except broadcasting. I saw a really cool old antique radio at a diner that we went to with some KOL kids last night. Uh, it some KOL kids who I would shout out to, but I don't know what their player names are, or their real names, was or what a, they look like. Was it a 50s diner? Uh, was it, it was a, I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. And I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look it up because that's where I have to document one of my beers that I drank. I also played a game of Mortal Kombat 2, hmm. uh, where I was Baraka, and I made short work of Jax, but then was defeated by Raiden in the second round because the controls were kind of shitty, and I'm way out of practice. Right. That'll happen. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. You know, th there are a number of things that we could do if we pre-recorded it. Something that I find myself wanting to do all the time when I'm editing the shows is to just listen to it and shrink a lot of the just silence gaps that occur huh. during times when the Skype delay is causing neither of us to talk because we are waiting to see if the other is talking. Um, that'd be a lot of work, but I think it would, make the, it would make the thing flow a lot better. And I could do that now, right? I just don't. Um, I think that the, the quality of my voice on the Monday recordings is just terrible because, it, because of the combination of like Skype and and 
audio jank on your side. You know, which is just, why the fuck, why the fuck can they not make Sam work with Skype? We can't be the only people who want to do this. Do you suppose that people are using Sam a whole bunch these days? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know how much shoutcast radio there is anymore. Right. I mean, they keep making new versions of Sam, don't they? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Like, uh, Vaginal Bloodfart messaged me yesterday and said they were going to have somebody Skype into the show and asked how they could do the show and record it. I said, well, you guys can do it fairly easily because you can just grab one of the things that exist to record Skype conversations and not have to go yeah. through the weird janky bullshit that we do and explained our process. And having put it on, like, put it down in words, it does seem like a ridiculous amount of shit to have to do. Yeah. And, you know, it is pretty much the only solution. It is the final solution, you might say. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. I, mean, I could record it, then there would be good quality recording of my voice and good quality recording of your voice because I hear your voice pretty well. Right, especially when I'm at home and the internet's nice and nice and fast. Yeah. Um, we could, we could have guests in a way that we can't really get away with now, you know, because a we don't know if it's going to be fucking terrible, right? Like we could we could have a guest and then edit it out if it was awful. Right. You know, and like I said, do do some of the editing, the silence out. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that there are there are some opportunities. I given the choice, you know, given the the. I don't know that I would make the decision to pre-record Thursday shows, even though we ought to. Um, those, at least the sound quality is better because we can just get an off-the-board recording of all of us because we're all in the same place. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, are you not at all worried about the, the notion of you being at home by yourself, putting the kid to bed, and then doing the show? Like, just, you'd have to... I, I feel like the kid, just Murphy's Law, would kick in, and your kid would just start shrieking. No. Every single... You can put earplugs in, so you yeah. can't hear me or the kid. Well, every night we put him down at, like, 7.30. And then, like, we mess around upstairs for a little bit, and then we go down to the basement and watch TV for a couple of hours. You make out. And he's always fine. Yeah. Hello. That's what you do in the basement after your parents go to sleep, right? Do you yeah. just reverse that for when your kids go to sleep? Exactly. We, we hit the liquor cabinet, we make out. And we're like, ow, why did I hit that liquor cabinet? So uh, we could probably get partway into the... Uh, I'm, I'm going to want to take a break in a few minutes when a burrito arrives. Okay. Because uh, I have to run off to this uh, comedy thing like immediately after the show ends. And so I want to eat during the break when my burrito arrives on a chariot. Right. Um, and... And let's see. So the radio uh, radio forum thread. King Stupid says, "I miss Riff calling me stupid." Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be back in two or three weeks. Stupak Two says, "Today I was writing some document for work and accidentally typed Glover Box instead of Glove Box. My question is, what would a Glover Box look like? Would it just be a box that Crispin Glover has, a box he goes into, or something else entirely?" I vagina. Yeah, I think that it, it's a box that when you solve it correctly, chains come out and drag you into Crispin Glover. Oh wow! Like inside to his body, or inside some sort of like a like being John Malkovich style, Glover, 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 Glover. I think so. Like into into some projection of his consciousness. What were you writing at work, Stupak? That 
led you to have to type the word glove box. Is that even a word that anyone uses? Also, why is that thing still called a glove compartment? Nobody uses driving gloves anymore. Yeah, what's the deal? Maybe he, maybe he uses his refrigerator at work exclusively to tan gloves. So instead of an ice box, they call it a glove box. To tan gloves? Yeah, because you tan things by getting them cold, right? Gloves? No, you mean like like gloves made of still living human skin uh, no. that you tan by putting them into an, uh, a refrigerator with an intense UV lamp inside it. Right, no, like when my dad would say, I'm going to tan your hide, and then he would shove me in the refrigerator. Yeah. And until but I was tanned. Didn't you notice that the light was still on while you were in the refrigerator? I think the thing there is he was trying to give your hide a tan using right. a, a, a UV lamp that would burn way too hot uh, because of all the UV radiation it's producing if it wasn't inside a refrigerator. Yeah, I mean, but how do you know that the light in the refrigerator is not always on when the door is closed? Well, okay, that's a good point. Kids, climb into your refrigerator at home and let us know. Well, you should practice by finding a really old refrigerator, like in a remote, uh, like a like a junkyard or uh, mm -hmm. uh, a landfill. I think now, when you dispose of a refrigerator, you're required by law to take the doors off. That's weird, though, because you like newer refrigerators just don't have that problem. They're not as hard to open from the inside. They don't like. Yeah, I mean, they, like I feel like since. For our entire lifetime. Like, this is not even, like, a, a recent safety innovation. I just feel like since, like, the 60s, as soon as refrigerators started getting old enough that they were getting thrown away, it's just, like, a supernatural thing. It's a supernatural thing for a kid to want to get inside a, a, a refrigerator and possess it. Exactly. Um, they, they make it so you can just push the door open from the inside. Uh -huh. Right, like, because there's no me there's no latch on any. I've never seen a refrigerator with a latch that wasn't a refrigerator that was like from the fifties. That's uh, well, there was that episode of Punky Brewster though, where she got trapped in the refrigerator and almost died. Oh yeah, yeah. Did she have a source of light inside so that they could film scenes in there? I don't think so. I think that she was just in there, and you knew she was in there, and dying slowly, and then somehow she got out. Huh. Was it with the magic of her spunk? Yeah. Of or her. the magic of someone else's spunk that they were trying to dispose of? <laughs> she just rubbed a little of it on the vacuum seal and came right off. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I just masturbated in the junkyard. Where am I going to put this spunk? Oh, I'll put it in this, in this refrigerator. And then they opened it. Because that would be my instinct. Yeah, I'm gonna put this in the refrigerator so it'll be good for later. No, in a in a in an abandoned refrigerator, in a in a, in a un refrigerador descompuestos. Oh, descompuesto. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, Turing writes: Should the fashionably late skill, if permed, grant extra adventure upon ascension? Because if it should, it's not doing it. If it shouldn't, then your work here is done. Yeah, I don't know why it would. I mean, there's nothing else that operates like that, right? There's no. There's nothing other than gear that gives you extra adventures at rollover. Well, no, there's the uh, clan furniture. Clan furniture and stuff doesn't give you extra adventures on Ascension. So, yeah, no, no. Juyong uh, says, so I was looking at the very beginnings of the forum post. We've evolved quite a lot from there, and I don't understand what half the people are talking about. Have you guys taken a look back at the beginning recently? It's just a little bit freaky. 
Uh, also, can we get a new craftable item? A sink made out of meat for our kitchen? It should be affordable, though. Now, if there was an, if there was ever a meat sink, it would have to be really expensive because that's a hilarious joke. It is. And you think it's funny. You do. Mm-hmm. Vocal asks if there's any chance the Wolfman will ever get an item. Doesn't he drop nards? No. Does he? Not. I thought we did, like, nards energy drink. We did, but the guys up on the mountain drop it. How? Because they're extreme. What about Wolfman nards? I think that's a special variant of... Yeah, there's a special variant of nards that was for trick-or-treating. Oh. Okay. Well, I don't know. What kind of things does a... You know, earlier today, for another video game, I was trying to think about what kind of things a Wolfman would drop. All I could think of was trow. He could drop a pina colada. Yeah? Yeah, because he was drinking it at Trader Vic's. Mm-hmm. What's a Trader Vic's? It's a restaurant in London. Okay. Where the werewolf was drinking a pina colada. Ooh. That's Warren Zevon, right? Yeah. His hair was perfect. Forever. Hey, you know, we should take a burrito break. Is it burrito time? It's burrito time. All right, we'll be back in uh, about 15 burritos. And we're back, and because we're back, I need to reconnect with Jick. Is he sleeping? Is he dreaming? If he's dreaming, is he dreaming of me? Is he eating a burrito? Is he being a burrito? Nobody knows. Uh-huh. Is he still online? Nobody knows. Okay, well, I'm going to play another song and see if I can get him on IM and see what's going on. So we'll be right back. All right, looks like we got Jick back. His uh, wireless went down, which makes a compelling argument... I suppose, <clears throat> for pre-recording the thing. So let's get Jake back in here, and then we'll be back all together, reunited. Hello, sir. Hey, we gotcha. Cool. We gotcha. Sorry about that. I don't know what the hell was the problem with my coffee trounce. Yeah, didn't you know that when there's uh, technical difficulties that it has to be my <coughs> end of the thing that craps out? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe my computer was allergic to burritos. Maybe it was allergic to... You mute my mic. Is it? Were you just hearing the music echoing through it? Was that the problem? Yeah, but when I muted my mic, it stopped. So maybe something got some wires got crossed there. That's what I love about I computers. Know. You know, they, like they will only do what you tell them to, and they, you know, do things very mathematically and reliably. And every now and again, something that worked the same for say two years will just stop working. Yep. It's good stuff. Uh, in my experience, it, it, often everything just fails to work after the first time. Yeah. Um, That's because you're some kind of, like, the opposite of a technological adept. Oh, yeah? I think you have some kind of electromagnetic field on you that breaks things. Yeah. I'm amazed your phone like, has survived. Like those people who can, um, well, no, it's, it's an amazing, amazing product. It's like magic. It's just going it just works. I thought that the iPad was like magic. 
No, the iPad is like magic for old people. Oh, okay. Do you think David Copperfield is magic for old people yet? Probably. That's weird to think, like, people that I haven't thought of in a long time that I enjoyed when I was a kid and going, oh, they're probably, like, 60 years old now. And, like, David Copperfield was in his 30s, you know, my age when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> I saw David Copperfield a couple of years ago, and then he got arrested for, I don't know, Rape Island? For stealing his name from Charles Dickens? Charles Dickens finally got wind of it and filed suit. Yeah. Undead Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. Great expectations and skeletons. <laughs> it's only a matter of the best of times and the worst of times. Mm-hmm. Um, well, <clears throat> we can continue in that. I would not mind uh, if it was if you were at all amenable to it ducking out maybe ten minutes before the normal time just because that would give me a lot a lot more uh, of a relaxing window on getting to where I need to be. I see. I'm going to bolt out the door um, and get on one of them there then their public transport trains. Uh, but there's more uh, radio show thread. The Nuge writes, had an interesting interaction with the hookah the other day. It gave me kung fu fighting. While this was cool, I had a weapon equipped. The effect stayed for the full six turns. Is this an intended functionality of the hookah with kung fu or an oversight of some sort? No, I explicitly... Hot Stuff asked me if I, if he, I wanted him to blacklist him, and I told him no. Because it's, like, no better than any of the other random effects that you can get out of it, so... Um, and it will only go away with a weapon if it's an intrinsic. Uh, so <laughs> it is a, it, it does work in a little strange way relative to a lot of other stuff, but uh, that's that is as intended. <clears throat> the the Nuja's uh, forum avatar is a little MS Paint animation of somebody doing the time warp. Right. Um, yeah. Fucking. I was gonna say fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers, but what I mean is Rocky Horror Picture Show. I always get RHCP and RHPS mixed up. It's a good thing you don't listen to Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I hate this album where he's dressed like a transvestite the whole time. Mm-hmm. And won't shut up about California. And he's wearing nothing but a sock on his privates and a full head of, full face of makeup and singing about Mexico. Remember, the second question I have, since it didn't get answered as far as I can remember, is the recent trend in item of the month, items of the month that provide uh, options to replace old items of the month, like the juju equals the V-mask, the greatest American pants, or grandpa, as you so love to call it. Right. Mr. Solid, uh, equals navel ring, organ grinder equals hand turkey, etc., etc. The hand tur- the organ grinder being a hand turkey in its base form was just kind of a joke, right? Like, yeah. the hand turkey didn't have functionality that needed to be replaced. Um... Anyway, are these plan to continue somewhat? Will we see more shared use of counters by different items slash effects, a la Pumpkin Bomb versus Hebo? Yeah, uh, we figured out that uh, air sickness is the way that gear will give you uh, limit, limited free runaways. Uh, your eyes being yellow is the way that uh, dropping uh, every item will be limited. And uh, your butt hurting is the way that uh, familiars will give you free runaways. I think we've talked about this before, how the next uh, the he Boulder replacement is going to be a time rapist. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. There should be some way to get rid of the eyes being yellow thing by peeing. Oh, yeah? 
Well, as soon as we implement that peeing minigame, we'll make it so anytime you play that, your eyes being able to go away. Yeah, you know, people have been my, my eyes are floating. Right. Well, like your eyes are yellow. You're so full of shit, your eyes are brown. But my eyes are brown anyway. And mine are brown, too. Does that mean that we're both full of shit? I don't think that's the only thing that means we're both full of shit. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know, people have been talking about us doing some kind of mobile app, and that's actually what we're going to do. We're going to implement a peeing minigame that's designed so, like, when you're at a bar and you have to go to the bathroom, you put your phone in the urinal. You know, you like your iPhone, like, whatever. It has to have a touchscreen to work, of course. And then uh, you'll get a series of targets on your phone that you have to hit when you're in stream. Mm. So we're, we're planning on that. We're only going to, you know... Women are going to have a harder time with it, but let's be honest, women have a harder time with everything. And the tagline for the app will just be, Kingdom of Loathing, drop it in a toilet and pee on it. Exactly. That, that just rolls right off the tongue. Uh, I thought you were going to say there was going to be like a... <clears throat> you could totally make like, a, like an augmented reality peeing game where, you know, it just sprayed a stream of urine on whatever you were looking at through the camera. Right. What's and then the fun you, could in print, that? you could print, like, the dog from Duck Hunt. You could print a little sticker that you could put on something, and then whenever you pointed your camera at it, the dog from Duck Hunt would be dancing there. Mm. The, uh, and before people send us a whole bunch of links to it, I know that there are games that are meant that are mounted on a urinal and are meant to be played by peeing on them. Mm-hmm. So we don't, you know, you ain't got to do it. I like it when they put the little uh, sticker of the fly in the urinal, and that makes yeah. the bathroom cleaner. Or they make the urinal shaped like a woman's mouth. Oh, yeah? There was a place, was that? yeah, that, that had toilets shaped like like sensuous lips. <laughs> yeah, the urinal at, uh, at the office where, uh, where the programmer on the new game works. It's like, it's like this big warehouse that's been converted into like art studios and cubicles that he rents one of. And uh, the, the bathroom has this really low-to-the-ground urinal. And yesterday, I, was, I went in there to piss. And uh, I was dicking around on my phone while I was walking up to the urinal and unzipping my pants and pissing. And then I looked down after I'd started and realized that I was just pissing all over the top of the urinal. Huh. And it was just dripping around the sides. And I just unleashed most of my bladder on the floor very indirectly. Yeah. I thought about cleaning it up, but then I was like, eh. That's for nerds. Yeah, only nerds clean up their own piss. Exactly. Nerds, dweebs. Lightning just says, this topic came up in Hardcore recently, so I thought I would ask about it. How do you think new players view chat commands slash combat macros? Does Tutorial go through all those, or go through those at all? No, that's exactly the kind of thing that I think the Tutorial should stay the fuck away from, because it just makes it seem like the game is way more complicated than it actually is. I think by the time somebody is at a level where they would benefit from using those things, they will probably have found out about them. They're in the documentation that nobody reads. Yeah. Although, apparently, according to C.D. Moyer, a lot of people read the documentation. Every time I say nobody reads it, he starts generating statistics. Which is, is, a, is a pleasant change of pace from the lies and the damn lies that everybody else tells us. Right. But, you know, you, that is kind of a dick move, to be all factual on our, our uh, ranting. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess the answer to your question, how do new players feel about them, is I think they don't know about them or care or need to know, or need to care. We'll give it to them on a need-to-care basis. On a Care Bear stare. I've been watching a lot of Care Bears recently, sadly. 
Wow, really? Yeah. What's full? Because we were going through the like new kids movies on Netflix streaming, and mm-hmm. there is no more fetid cesspool of bullshit than the kids' movies on Netflix streaming. Because any movie that any kid would ever want to watch in their right mind, they're still trying to wring a couple of bucks out of, so it doesn't go to the kids' Netflix. I see. So there was, like... And Ollie goes, Ooh, bear! Green bear! Watch bear movie! Like, okay. And it was some bullshit new Care Bears thing that, like, the new version of shitty animation is just that, like, super shitty computer animation. Okay. Like, God, this is terrible. This isn't at all like the Care Bears movie that I watched when I was 10 and enjoyed. And So we pulled that one up, and yeah, it was pretty terrible, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't ever watch the Care Bears movie because I think that shit is for girls, Mr. Sklad. Yeah, you have a lot of strictly defined gender roles, don't you? But, but I mean, Care Bears were for girls. I didn't own any, but... You know, they, they had the summer movie series where there were just, like, ten movies and your parents paid, like, 30 bucks and you yeah. had to go to them all. And some of them were, you know, like, Explorers and Masters of the Universe and some of them were the Care Bears movie, but we went to all of them. The master, was that the Masters of the Universe where uh, Courtney Cox takes off her top? Yeah, wait, what? Maybe that was just the Masters of the Universe that I was watching in my imagination. Right. There's a Masters of the Universe where Dolph Lundgren takes off his top. Ooh. Cool. Uh, the Light Ninja says, Any opinions on Yellow Raying the Sleepy Mariachi on turn one of a run? I just got the opinion that that's a thing that's real. Hmm. Is that a thing that we introduced with the fax machine? People were talking about that in Deb and whether or not that was a big deal that needed to get nerfed, and then we were like, eh. Uh, Snuffstyle420 says, Tajik or whomever gets to it first? Is this the obligatory trophy hint question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... There are two, at least two, there are nine undiscovered trophies right now. Yeah. I'm really kind of surprised. One of them has been there for a while and it's not that hard to get. I'm really surprised that nobody's gotten it yet. Um, Childquist, Childquist, Lindquist says, Can we ever expect the Canadianity effect as an intrinsic on the Mr. A? I won't ever own one, but it'll be funny. Uh, you know, I keep meaning to do that and I don't know why I don't. Hmm. Because you didn't used to be able to put intrinsics on accessories, and now you can. Right. Uh, number two, please, please, please ramp up the percentage the house takes on the MMG. It's not like the people who play the MMG are going to stop playing if you double the amount of tax that gets paid on it. Right, but it's all, like, I think that that would create a tremendous amount of ill will for very little benefit, comparatively. I mean, it, you know, it sinks a lot of meat, but, like, it already sinks a lot of meat. So, like, yeah, doubling it would sink more meat, but it would also be, like, it would it would not be, it would no longer be a power of 10 that it took if we doubled it. Now, if we multiplied it by 10, it would be. <clears throat> On my notes for questions, I'd like to ask, he writes, and under the heading 3, I've written Hermit Revamp. Please tell me what I was going on about, as I don't remember anyone ever mentioning a Hermit Revamp. Yeah, I don't remember ever mentioning a Hermit Revamp. I mean, the sewer change was kind of a hermit revamp. Now we're on the way towards making the hermit not required for any ascension-related quest, right? Yeah. So there's that. Or have we already arrived at that point? <clears throat> um, no. Right now you still need, uh, you still have to go to him to get to the island. That's true. That's, that's a thing I think we could stand to 
I don't even remember how those work. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, you can convince him to uh, write a chat command for him. If they're a hassle. I can think about that. I don't know. Maybe I should try playing the game with those pants. Muffkin says, could the day count requirement on special punishment drops be removed? It obviously won't affect the leaderboards at all, and I don't think it would reduce the difficulty by a large amount. I'd just like for our clan to be able to do some of the special drops over a few days. I mean, those drops are a reward for the difficulty of coordinating that many people. And it's like, I think anything that we do that makes them easier cheapens what is the primary thing that gives them value. So I'm going to say no. I'm just going to make the executive decision not to relax those restrictions. Nice. Status quo. Sleepy Worm says, Jake, you sound like Dark Vader with a cold. Uh, you don't normally sound awful on Monday shows, and I don't think you need to edit out the humanizing moments of silence. I don't, I'm not talking about, like, every, ah, every moment of silence. I'm not really, yeah, I'm not talking about doing a dramatic editing of it. I don't think they're humanizing. I think they're awkward, and they're more silence than would be there if we were just talking. Hmm. Right? Humans don't have conversations with a tape delay. The, you know, what does so? it affect a tape delay? It's not really a tape delay. We don't. Although my internet is made of tape. Instead of tubes. Okay. Uh, whoa. There's some weird thing with my uh, browser where certain segments of text will just vanish. Neat. Oh, yeah. It's weird. It was just part of the sentence, but uh, Starwood says, an alternative to having skill books be reusable, add another way to perm them. Make it an aftercore quest that couldn't be completed in less than a few days. It wouldn't actually let speed ascenders get their skills any faster, but lazy players could perm them without feeling they were giving up a real skill. Or you could sell a lucre item that perms a tome skill. Uh, uh, let's see. You can currently get around the Continuum Transfunctioner by pulling the Vanya's castle maps and fighting ghosts for white pixels. Uh, I think they point out that you can't... No, the above is wrong in two ways. See below. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I see. Somebody referring to the Continuum Transfunctioner as the C-U-N-T-F-U-C apostrophe E-R. Sigh. Uh, Billy Bob Fred says, I thought of a question while I was playing yesterday, but I don't remember what it was. Gah. Oh, well, here's something. Main map linked to the volcano, an arrow, volcano layer this way, pointing out the edge would probably suffice and make Play Havoc happy. Didn't we change that so that you use the volcano map to get to the volcano fortress now? I think that we did. That is what I think we did. Uh, because it was the case that since we have not uh, <laughs> added the customizability to the iconic menu yet, Anybody who started playing after that was the default got to the Volcanic Island part of the Nemesis quest and then just couldn't go back there because there was no way to get to it, um, you know, without switching back to the textual menu, which I'm sure anybody who got stuck in that position could get around it, but that's an obnoxious thing to make them do. Uh, so fashionably late, says DeadNet, a skill you always have, is comparable to rollover equipment that you need to pull out and equip to get the extra adventure? Because it sounds to me when I read, you get one extra adventure per day, I should start off with 41 adventures on day one. No, because you already got your one extra adventure that day. You get it every day at rollover. So you get one extra adventure per day, not one extra adventure per day and two extra adventures on days when you ascend. Hmm. 
But nice try, buddy. Nice try. Good old dead Ned. Right here and now. Um, testing this uh, testing this immediacy of feedback thing. Has anybody posted stuff in here? Yeah, somebody, Blister Guy tells him exactly the same thing that I just told him. Uh, Starwood says, regarding the short, I think that when confronted with an expensive plus useless activity that promises a reward after doing it X times, most players will assume that any reward for such bullshit will be worthwhile. I don't know. I don't know. And in this case, they would assume wrongly. Well, no. I mean, they are totally worthwhile, right? They're, yeah. they're necessary. But it's... After getting the toaster, I can see why somebody would not want to go back. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like free toast, though. Uh, Muffkin says, I forgot to check out the new glitch where you can't get the pool adventure with the pool queue equipped has been fixed. It should have been fixed, and I'm pretty sure that if the fix that I put in hadn't worked, that Gamelli would have looked into it and told me about it, and that I would have fixed it then. Uh, Blister guy suggests making the transfunctioner an accessory. Eh, it's not a bad idea. I think it used to be an accessory before before there was any such thing as offhand items. Yeah, we had this idea that, that it's not on a chain or anything, so like you can't yeah. attach it, affix it, or attach it to your body, so it should be an offhand, but meh. I feel like there's a lot of uh, things like that. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a note to get off at 6.50ish. I already cleared that. Yeah. Yeah, we also have a check-in, so we're good to do that. I what I it looks like from here is maybe try to jerk off at six fifty-ish. Hmm. Or maybe yeah. get a jerk off. Yeah, get your jerk off. Hmm. Um, Sparta wrote in uh, the way I think we read this on the Thursday show. I like girls. Hope you do too. To Radio Bugbear, Mr. Skullet, I like girls. Do you? I like some girls. I got to admit, I'm fond of women as well. Oh, yeah? I, I know that's a predilection that you can't share, but I yeah. just thought you should know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Read some of these things. Some of these questions. Cloudstrife says, There should be a slash elitist channel so all the snobby knob gobblers can sniff their own farts in peace. There are. Sniff their own farts in space. In space, no one can smell you fart. <clears throat> that's true uh, Clalibus says in the ascension page you can see the total number of turns and level at which someone ascended as well as the familiar percentage could we show which skill was permed which run when hovering over the class icon perhaps that would indeed be useful for some folks determining which skills are most useful to the turn counts except it wouldn't be because we don't have that data for old runs you know I don't know why I didn't just start tracking that the first time somebody suggested it because if I had then we would have been tracking it for most of the time that people were actually doing these things. Um, you know, I know, like, Twilight Heroes tracks it. Although, I think the display for it is broken down. It's just displaying the skill ID, which doesn't mean anything to laymen. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see why you would want that, and I don't know why we don't do it. I really don't. Uh, Adel Wolf says, is it possible to meat paste any of the toast with jam to a black cat and make a perpetual motion machine? I think that joke is made in one of their descriptions, so, I, I mean, we got, we at least have the joke in there. Yeah. Uh, what would a perpetual motion machine even do in KOL? Just give you infinite turns? Yeah, I think so. Make it so no one believes you. Well, it could just be that 
Every time you click the description, it just says, yeah, it's still going. <clears throat> Tanner's Apple says, can you make the gift of uh, can you make the gift of launch gifts at other players? Because I want to hit people with stuffies. So people keep suggesting this, and I keep saying, what does that even mean? Because what it seems to mean is, let you K-mail someone a gift with a different message that you don't get to write. Um, number six had a cool suggestion, which is that if you use a gift of on an item, it sends it to a random other player. Hmm. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that, because I, there are so many... Like, I can imagine somebody just writing a script to gift a pulp 100,000 urinal cakes, you know? Uh. And it's like it's not like you couldn't write a script to just K-mail a hundred thousand urinal cakes to a random person, but I feel like building in that functionality would encourage it. <laughs> you know, we we could do some kind of thing. Like I'd also thought that what might be funny is if you like we just make a table that's like gifts that have been flung up into the air, and then every once in a while when you adventure, it checks to see if there's any gifts up in the air, and if there are, it gives you one. Hmm. Um, and you know, it takes a turn. And switches your familiars around randomly. You know, just something to something to make it frustrating to us others. Yeah, because every time we think that something would be funny, it turns out that it would actually really, really piss people off in a specific way. Every time we think something would be good, it turns out it will piss somebody off. Every time we think that something will piss people off, it pisses people off. Basically, everything we think and do pisses people off. Well, that's kind of freeing. Including continuing to be on the radio, so I think I'm going to duck out of here and go watch some, some Casper Housers. All right. Uh, enjoy yourself. We'll be back next week with either a show that is an hour later or a show that is pre-recorded. Probably the latter. Probably both. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>